Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond the British. We did it. We beat those British. We pastors. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. everybody happy thursday to you it is october 26 2023 you're listening to kentucky roll call here on big x sports radio 96.1 1450 am tj walker nick roush justin kalen Corey price here we're going from home roush still not feeling 100 percent. he's looking out for us and when you said that roush i was like oh man if i had like a minor little stomach bug Maybe I gave it to you on Monday or, or on Tuesday, potentially. But regardless, uh, you, you you look good, if nothing else. And we can go from home just fine. No problem whatsoever. Although I do miss seeing everybody in person, but everybody looks good on the video chat. Uh, Corey Price, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, guys. Uh, wish we were in studio, but I understand, you know, Nick's not feeling great, so it's fine curious how you're going to sound you sound great you sound amazing first time kind of doing the google hangout now you know all of kentucky roll call secrets oh, all gosh. of them so no spilling the beans nick roush how are you how was your wednesday what's up buddy yeah yeah it wasn't the best wednesday it was a lot of sleeping and like then like getting up and like trying to like do things and it but you know what i woke up feeling normal so that's all i, I i'm, I'm happy. yeah i'm like- feeling pretty normal so whoo yeah. It's, it really is a feeling we take for granted when we're sick and then you feel better. Or yeah. when you feel great for like three weeks or three months or maybe even a year, and then you're sick, you're like, oh my gosh, I'll do anything to feel better. And it's like, well, you got a slight fever and your tummy hurts. You'll be okay, buddy. Right. But like, you, you know, you don't, you don't take good health for granted. I'm glad you're feeling well. Scoots, you are on your final day of the radio Woo-hoo. marathon You've almost done it, buddy. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I, I'm good. It's it's been a fast week, super fast week. You asked me last week how it went when I covered for Rutherford, and I had like slow pe- parts of my week and and fast parts of my week. This week's been all fast. It's been all gas, no breaks, just like the New York Jets. So I, I'm I'm doing good. I, I'm ready to get through this day. Wednesday night was good. Watched some NBA. I actually watched the whole Celtics game last night, which pretty Whoa. strange that I watched the whole NBA game on the second second day of the season so that was good i played a little mlb the show last night i'm officially in the world series with the cincinnati reds so no big deal there 
And I uh, didn't get any Harry Potter time in just due to basketball. So the first book's going to have to wait to get finished till tonight. No no Survivor last night for Scoots? Oh, yeah, no Survivor. So Gil had to work late last night, and he comes home, and I, I kind of look at Celtics or his team. So I look at him, and I'm like, do you want to watch – would you rather watch this or Survivor? Because I, I don't really care either way. And he was like, yeah, we could probably forego Survivor. And I told him how you all really haven't been watching it on Wednesdays in either. So I don't, I don't think Roush has watched a single one on Wednesday this season. So I, I knew I was going to be safe for spoilers coming in. So if you do throw a spoiler out, just please give me a disclaimer so I can not listen. Well, it, I you're you're spoily safe, buddy. I didn't Sweet. watch either. I, f- yeah, I figured yeah. that'd be the case. <laughs> I'm on day like I don't know, seventy two out of seventy seven straight days of watching Big Brother in some capacity oh. every evening. I will never do this again. Horrible. And mark my war- words, and I don't think they have to worry about it because I think the writer strike played a role in this. But if they ever start a Big Brother season this late in the game. I'll never watch it again. I feel like it's a chore now. I feel like I do the radio show, I go into my appraising job, and then I leave the appraising job, pick up the kid, we do the dinner, do the nighttime routine, and it's like my last job is have to watch this stupid show before it ends. Please just end. I know people are saying, well, you could just stop watching. I'm married. She watches it. We're in it together. I'm going to finish what I started, but I'll never do this again. It's such a freaking chore watching this stupid show when there's actually, like, good television on. In the summer when there's nothing? Sure. You know, like, it's July 15th. What am I going to watch on TV? Well, you know, Big Brother's on. I guess I'll turn it on. But now there's, like, actual good stuff. I want to watch scary movies every night. I want to do the Corey Price lifestyle, and I don't get to do it. So I'm going to complain about it a little bit. That was the most defeated sounding I'm married I've ever heard in my life. It's it's true. I, I didn't like it's not and this has actually even been like a good season compared to most, but it's just like three hours a week is Too just much. ridiculous. It yeah. is. And like, you know, we'll we'll go a couple nights without watching it and be like, oh, yeah, what do you think? We missed an episode or something? And we'll turn on the DVR and we'll be like, Oh, we've missed two episodes. And then we'll like watch one that night and then the next night it's like they had another one last night? It's like when does this show ever not be on TV? Uh anyway, so I did watch the NBA a little bit. I had it on my phone. I was red hot NBA betting last night, which I never bet NBA. I hardly ever watch NBA until it's the playoffs, just because I've I've done this spiel before that I'm a you only have so much time, and I'm a college basketball guy more than anything. But I hit the Kings, I hit the the Hornets, I hit the Thunder, I hit the Pacers last night, I hit the Nuggets last night, and I oh I hit Darren Darren Fox having the first field goal of the game at plus like six eighty, which wow. is pretty awesome. My only loss was I did – it was a free, it was a profit boost. And I was like, all right, I want to get the most out of it. I'll do a parlay. So I did the Pacers. I did the Magic. I did the Heat. And the last one I did was like, you know what? The Knicks are at home, plus three and a half. I'll take the Knicks, plus three and a half. They lose by four. They have a last-second three, a meaningless three at the horn that would have covered the spread there, and it doesn't go in. And then Knicks had that game. They were up three with like a minute, 30 seconds left before – uh, Christoph Porzingis looked pretty good last night in his debut. Scoots, you said you watched. He was awesome. He looked like a new man. Yeah, he was maybe the best version of Kristaps that I've seen in the entirety of his career. I mean, he he looked really strange and green when I initially saw him, but he, my gosh, he was a machine last night. A lot of fun he to looked watch. He like, looked like Larry Bird to me. Yeah. 
exactly. was making was making everything. Well, he was he just could, he could not miss. He was just out there having fun too. I mean, the whole game, he just had a big old smile on his face. You could see him having fun with his teammates and the other team a couple times. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, and they were down like with forty, or, uh, not with forty, with like yeah, probably about forty seconds, thirty-five seconds left. The Knicks are down three. Julius Randle goes to the line shooting two. He makes one of two. I think he finished the night one of four from the free throw line. If you and at that point, you may say, okay, he missed a free throw, big deal. But it made it a two-point game, and I believe – well, okay, so it was under 24 seconds because the Knicks were going to have to foul. So it made it – basically took it from a one-possession game to making it a two-possession game with the four points. I knew I was a little bit in trouble there. Hope to get lucky. Emmanuel quickly also airballed a three. That didn't help. But he ended up having a great night, all things considered. He was really, really good. How about Cason Wallace not missing a shot in his debut for the Oklahoma City Thunder? That's unbelievable. Three from three from deep, five from five from the field altogether, 13 points for him. That's a good strategy for an NBA player to start your career just never missing. I think good things will come if you go that route. Uh, But as always, the U.K. Cats in the NBA just totally dominated across the board. Malik Monk had the dunk of the year, and it was night one of the NBA. He just absolutely put this poor Mormon Utah Jazz player on a poster. That was awesome. I tweeted that out if you didn't see it. Uh, Fun night in the NBA. Corey, did you check any of it out? I know you were watching your horror movies as well. Uh, no, I didn't get to see any. Uh, I worked late last night, actually, so I got home, I don't know, probably close to 8.30 or 9. So, really only had time to eat and watch my uh, scary movie, so. I'm, uh, I, I watched a scary movie last night, The Muppets Haunted Mansion. Oh! <laughs> oh my gosh, Roush, not to change the subject, but you know how Lucy's a big Sesame Street fan? Yeah. We watched the, have you seen the one where they do the parody of the Hungry Games? Um, I, it's been a while, but uh, I'm pretty sure I have. Cause... I don't, they're, they're, I don't, I don't know all the names of the characters, but they're just doing like a parody on the Hunger Games. It's all they're puns. Like, what yeah. are we going to eat? And then they show a piece of bread and they're like, don't ask me. I'm just a pita bread, you know, pita. Yeah, 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 the the wife, good. I don't think had ever been more entertained with any sort of TV television, television at all. Just, uh, she was totally over the moon laughing about that. Corey, what was for dinner last night? I had chicken wings. Uh, pretty, pretty basic, pretty simple. Okay, well, from just from home. Uh, Corey yeah. Price, did you cook them up yourself, or were they from somewhere? Oh uh, no, from from home. You know. Do you season uh, them, or do you go the Rick Bosich style and just do they look, you know, pretty vanilla? Uh, typically, just just plain. I'm I'm a, I'm a plain kind of guy normally. Oh no, Corey. Oh, no. <laughs> right, next time you make chicken wings, will you send a picture to us? Sure. All right. Are you, now, are you on the grill? Or are you putting them in the oven and like putting some sauce on it, or is it just plain in a fryer? Uh, plain in the oven. Oven. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, I bet those could taste pretty good. You may want to put some seasoning or a sauce on them or so. But okay, there's worse. There's worse dinners to have um, on on your on your Wednesdays. What did I do yesterday? Nothing important. Watch Stupid Big Brother. That's that's all I did. Uh, Scooch, we're gonna have to talk about you on on Mike Rutherford. I don't know where we want to start the show today. It, dealer's choice. If you all have anything you want to – we could just go right into trivia, too. We could do that. Scooch, but there are things we need to talk about with Mike Rutherford. We could get that to that a little bit later if you prefer. It don't matter to me. 
I don't I don't know what it's in regards to. So. Well, let's just go ahead and get the Corey's probably going to just like cringe as we're talking about this. Totally understandable. <laughs> uh, what was up with all the the blackface text into the text line? So I had brought up my Halloween or no, we were talking Halloween costumes and I was Mike asked me what my favorite costume ever was and it was it just happened to be the hide your kids, hide your wives guy. I don't know if y'all remember that video from back in the day, but I went dressed as him yeah. as Halloween for one year and everybody was talk asking about blackface which i didn't know about blackface until yesterday just wild that you didn't know that that was a thing did did you was your costume did you participate did you, in, in blackface no, no i just i mean i wore everything that antoine wore on the interview i didn't like no i didn't even if i did i just i still i didn't do any further research last night i, I don't really understand still why that's so frowned upon but I I kind of agree with that sentiment to a degree that like, you know, if you're not if you're doing it to not if you're playing a character that's makeup is like you know, people dress up green when they're a witch, right. you know, like it can. Now, if you go over the top and you're offensive about it, then obviously that's offensive. And because that, that, that's where it originates from is minstrel shows, white people dressing up well, as black people to make fun I of wouldn't, them. I wouldn't say that that's where it necessarily originates from. I mean, people dressed up in play acting going back like 2,000 years ago, you know? Right, but that's where it got the negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's white fair. gloves. That's, that's fair. where, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's a good point. Uh, um, but that, that is why you didn't know that was a thing. People get canceled for that stuff, Scoots. Hmm. And that, well, that's that makes sense now why Mike made the comment he did. What did he say? Said something along the lines of we just better move on. <laughs> Yeah, people get canceled for it, um, it but but not always. Uh, Justin Trudeau, he he participated in a little blackface. Oh he's, yeah, he did. Yeah. He's the supreme leader of Canada, mm. so it, it turned out turned out okay for him. Are you gonna now that you know all this though? Are you gonna have to scrap your Halloween costume? No. Why would I? I'm just. No, I'm actually. I was just, I was just joking. You're gonna be stone cold. I'm actually leaning into it. I'm gonna do it, guys. I'm yeah, gonna I'm gonna do. Are it. we gonna get to see it tomorrow? I uh, I'll post videos and stuff. I'm gonna have a nice big entrance. We're gonna fire up his music. I'm gonna come in slamming beer cans together. It's gonna be awesome. I even called yeah. one of my, I even called my best friend last night. He's a bald guy, just to get advice on easiest and best ways to shave your head. So yeah, I'm gonna lean into it. I'm gonna do it. Well, don't forget on actual Halloween on Tuesday, the Big X has a costume contest. I mean, I'm already going to look like him, so I might as well come in dressed up. You're and you're going to have a decent chance to win because it's only a three person contest. So <laughs> you got to compete against Roush and myself. Although I've got a good one, I'm pretty excited about it. We'll see what Roush comes in as. Uh, Halloween weather week looking just dreadful. Why couldn't we get this week next? Why can't we get this week just every every day for the the rest of history? Might snow on Halloween. Yeah, yeah. It looks like Wednesday is going to be the colder day. It, it, all things considered, it looks like we may actually get lucky if the if the forecast holds. Monday is going to be cold and rainy. Tuesday is going to be cold, but no rain. Wednesday is going to be, like, frigid. So, as of right now, I'd almost, like, punch it in if I could. Like, high of 48, low of, like, 35. Uh, I'd almost punch it in. But then again, we've talked about this before. Kids don't trick-or-treat nearly as late. We'll still probably start going out. Well, my daughter's two, so it's a little bit of a different story. But we'll go out when the sun's out, and we'll probably be back right when the sun sets, if, if maybe just a little bit later. But um, And her costume is very warm, so it'll work out well. She's going to be Elmo, so it's like a body Elmo suit. So we can just lay her up, and it'll probably make her even look more like Elmo. But there's your Halloween forecast in case you were wondering in Louisville, Kentucky. It's going to be... It's going to be chilly. We're not going to get 
this nice weather that we've had here uh, this week. Corey, do you want to play some trivia? Yeah, let's do it. I think I want to play some trivia, too. Roush, you ready? Yeah. Ready to kick your ass, Mr. Sports Talker. Well, sometimes we work together, so don't say that. <laughs> uh, is there any music that, that, that will be cued this time? There is. If it, if it sounds bad with us doing this, Scoots, let's scrap the music. It's not as important, but if we can make it work, then yeah, music makes everything better. Yeah, I think we still probably won't be able to hear it. I think it sounds pretty good. You all won't be able to hear the music, but yeah, I think it sounds good rolling okay. behind you. Thanks. So we're playing the uh, balls uh, this Saturday, so we're going to do some uh, questions about us playing Tennessee. So. Oh, man. All right, uh, first question. Only once has a Kentucky quarterback passed for at least 200 yards and a win against Tennessee. Who was that quarterback? Bill Rainsville? No. Oh, Babe Pirelli? Uh, I don't think they were really slinging at 200 yards back then. Um, actually. Babe Babe did, did, did pass a lot for, for that time frame, but no, he, he didn't get to, to, to 200 did he have over 200 yard receiving or like passing games? I should say. Yeah, I think Babe had, um, he had a couple 300 yard games yeah. too. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Back yeah. then, yeah, people just lose their minds. <laughs> pretty much, it was witchcraft. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty incredible. I had no idea. Um, okay, would it just be Steven Johnson then, Roush? I guess. But be, did, he was did, hurt though. Remember, like ever, he missed like a quarter. Did Freddie ever beat? No. They ever I mean, win? Derek Ramsey, the then. Who was right? the quarterback on the Joker team? Did Matt Rourke? He didn't pass for 200 yards. No, no, no. When Joker was like a player. Yeah, it would have been. Um... Oh, gosh. Yeah, but I, I mean, I still don't think they beat Tennessee very often. I think they did once because I thought that, or maybe that was Florida, but I thought that Randy was like Jenkins Florida. was their designated passing quarterback. He would come in on when it was time to pass, which, very funny that they had like. Not like a running situation quarterback. They had a passing situation quarterback. Um, ah, very amusing. I would uh, just I, guess Derek Ramsey in the seventies, right? Uh, Derek ran the ball a lot. He rarely passed, so it's it's, it's not Derek. Gosh, I, I, could it be Steven Johnson? Man, you're, I don't think you'd go something from so recent. You love trivia from the nineteen thirties. So, um, what is it, Corey? Who is? We're stumped. It was. Rick Norton in 1964 mm. passed for 236 yards that, that game. Uh, I'm not familiar with the Rick Norton quarterback era. Well, the the one part of the Rick Norton era I am familiar with is because he had a big game throw into uh, – now I can't think of that guy's name either. Um, Ken something. It gets Ole Miss when they beat Ole Miss. The guy – the receiver had 185 receiving yards. But that's, uh, that's – uh, Rick, Rick Kessner. Kester, there we go. So a couple of Ricks, but that was that's the most familiar I am with the Rick Norton era. Okay, um, with the win on Saturday, it would be Kentucky's third win against Tennessee in the last seven seasons. When was the last time that Kentucky had three wins against Tennessee in a seven-season span? Oh Ooh. gosh, it would have to be like seventy-six to eighty-four. Yeah, but that's what I would pass off a little but, bit. But yeah. 76 is 83? Is that – or 82? Yeah, you're right. It was 76 to 82. Yeah! Woo-hoo-hoo! We did it. We did it collectively. 
Well, yeah, you really yeah, contributed uh, there. They, they, they won in 76, 77, and 81. So those, those were those those three wins. Nice. All right, I'm, I'm, I know we're going to get a question since we're born, Roush. I know it. All right. Well, Only... Kentucky hasn't beat Tennessee a lot since we were born. So. We sure haven't, and I know it. I've been there for a lot of them. <laughs> Only two Kentucky players have rushed for at least 120 yards and a win against Tennessee. Can you name those two players? And a win against Tennessee. Yes. All right. Um, could it be Chris Rodriguez in the pandemic year? I know UK did the majority of their scoring via pick sixes, which was a great time. Makes for one of the best videos of the internet. Haven't seen it this week. What? Oh. What is this backpack doing? Get that video out there. Oh, the of all people, the nil people, like the 15 club tweeted it out. I'll have to oh, share it. Oh, really? Yeah, they found it. That's great. Um, because it was like they tried their best oh, to scrub, scrub it from the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like there are website services that like can scrub things from the internet. It's actually pretty impressive because uh, Deputy Doofus, UL Sheriff, he he got the Louisville man scrubbed from the internet. Yeah. Um, that's a real shame because that's a great great article. Oh, it's out there. Oh, it's out there. That thing it's is hard never. That thing's never going away. Uh, all right. Well, what what are we? What what's the answer, Rush? Um, I, I I would go. I don't know. You, I mean, I'm sure there's a other running back well before our lifetime, but between Benny Snell or Chris Rodriguez, you think that may be one of them? Yeah, and I don't remember Chris having a big running day, but I think I would have thought Benny. That would just be par for the course for him. And then I I, I feel like Mark Higgs. You no, know, they didn't get one in the '80s. Maybe Sonny Collins. Maybe we just go with one of those. Yeah, I mean, I'm horrible with, like, before my lifetime UK trivia, for what it's worth. We're with football. Basketball also probably wouldn't be great, admittedly. I'd be a little bit better. Um, so if it's, if it's like, before 86, which it has to pretty much be because it's a win, um, I, I don't know. Who do we want to go with? You want to go Benny over Chris? Yeah, yeah, because I don't remember Chris having a big day. And he was... Not in the doghouse necessarily, but, you know, he wasn't as steady Eddie at that time, whereas Benny was getting a lion's share. So I do think Benny is going to be one of them. Uh, All right, Corey. So both are uh, recent. Uh, Benny in 2017 rushed for 180 yards. Oh, is it Rourke? Oh. Is it and Matt Rourke. That's right. Matt Rourke. Oh, it was. We are so dumb. And Look. In, in 2011, he rushed for 124 yards. Because my thing was, is I, I know Koshik Williams had a bunch of yards, and I think he had the touchdown, correct, in that game? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's where I was overthinking it. I thought they were, split him up. I know Scoots obviously wasn't. Were you two at that game? Yes. I was not. Because I, I, it was one of those things, too. It was Thanksgiving break, and I was mm-hmm. like, why am I going to waste my time going back early? Like, I'll hang out with my friends. Kentucky's going to lose. Like, this is, this is going to suck. And I just remember watching – uh, it was when we still had a TV in our entertainment center upstairs. It wasn't like a giant flat screen mounted on the wall. And I just remember being like, no way. No way are they going to do this. No way. And damn right they did it. <laughs> they, that's why, uh, man, that was a really, really fun game. I, You know, I think it kind of gets lost in the shuffle because that UK team wasn't all that great. The Tennessee team wasn't all that great. The, the atmosphere was really, really good, but it was a light crowd, Corey, if you remember. Like, that was not a packed stadium by any stretch 
of the imagination. I covered the game, Roush, and all my friends, they were like, we're not going to that game. And a lot of them were out of town. You're right. Um, but the ones that were in town, they went to Tin Roof. And I remember being like, well, you know, normally, like, I would kind of get FOMO, but, like, this is a noon game. I believe it was a noon game. Yeah, it was a noon. It'll get over with. I'll go meet up with them. And, you know, big, big deal. But, like, as the game was going on, they were like, uh, Tin Roof is getting pretty rowdy. Like, this is this is kind of fun. But in the meantime, I was like, I'm happy to be at this game because this is fun. And after UK won, people don't believe me, but the stadium, the stadium shook that day. Uh, it was probably, I think back then, uh, it, Commonwealth Stadium's attendance was 70,000. If, if there was more than 45,000 people there, I would have been shocked. I don't know what the attendance number says, but that place was hardly half full if it was even half full but the stadium shook when UK actually pulled it off and it was such an ugly football game and UK knew that he just had to muddy it up but it worked and it made for a really really memorable Saturday with a win over Tennessee although again that team was kind of kind of booty cheeks and uh they wore black jerseys that game which I think was the first time in a while I believe with white helmets right yeah yeah it was a somewhat unique look for for UK football and that was the that's when that was the last game of the year that was before they moved Louisville to the end of the season if if I'm not mistaken yeah yeah and I remember uh like the next basketball game too they bring in Rourke out to do the Y and like that place was uh, great crowd pop great crowd pop I shout feel like it was Drew. a big game at Rupp, too. Yeah. Shout out to Drew Franklin. He was all over the scoop on that one that day. People were like, well, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Sure There's enough. There's no way. <laughs> there you go. There you had it. All right, Corey, what do you got next? All right, so uh, uh, obviously, Devin Leary is in his first season with, with uh, the Cats. Since World War II, only once has a Kentucky quarterback defeated Tennessee in their first season at the school. Who was it? And unfortunately, uh, TJ, this is an older player. <laughs> I appreciate the heads up. That's okay. Uh, first season at the school. Roush, well, it's going to come down to you, buddy. Do, 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 do. Yeah, this is going to be tough. Because uh, I was thinking that, uh, old, but no, Steven, that was, he won in 2017. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be, who was Bill Ransdell. No, Bill, Bill's first year was 83, and they won in 84. Ah, hmm. We'll just say that was your guess so we can move on. Bay Perilli. Uh, Nope. Okay, well, yeah, we're stumped. It was Bob Hardy in 1953. Oh, who uh, who can remember? Who can Bill Hardy Bob boy. Hardy? I've, never, I've never heard of Bob Hardy. Hardy. Right, yep. Uh, the, the, these, these last two are actually about Will Levis. Um, I don't know if you all heard, but it's possible he might start on Sunday yeah. for, for the Titans. So uh, if he does, he would be the fifth former Kentucky player to start an NFL game at quarterback. I was wondering if you all can name the previous four. Oh, man. He's probably the first since Couch, right? Yep. Um, okay. Old Babe. Yeah. He was uh Short Blanda. Yep. Yep. Okay. Really yeah, and you said you weren't good with old man trivia, TJ. Well, there you go. You, you see those names on the Ring of Honor. Well, you used to back in the day. Back when um, they actually put the Ring of Honor on the board. Yeah, back when they had a Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah, so those those are common. I, I got that. That's an easy one. You would have gotten those if I hadn't. The third one, though. Rick Norton was a high draft pick. Is he one of them? 
Rick is right. You all got, got golf. Oh, baby. Corey can't stump us. We're That's not getting right. swept today. I can't. Uh, there's one more, correct? Uh, no. Oh, we got them all. Nice. <laughs> That's actually not like a good look for the UK football program. No. Let's no, get more quarterbacks in the NFL. All right. Uh, last one. Uh, Tim Couch made the last start at quarterback for a former Kentucky player. On December 28th, 2003, which is the longest active drought among current SEC schools. So obviously if Will starts, that drought win. If he does start, uh, what what SEC what SEC school would have the current longest active drought? That's a good question. I like this one. Okay, could so. Be, could it be South Carolina? Who would their quarterback be? Uh, Connor Shaw got a random start for the Browns. Um, Connor Shaw did? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They had like a bunch of – it was like in the weird Johnny football time. Um, it's not Alabama. It's not LSU. It's not A&M. Uh, it's not Mississippi State. Could – I mean, Ole Miss has had to have – Matt Corral, did he ever – he had to start. Again, no, he hasn't started. And I don't know if Swag Kelly – did he ever start for the Broncos? Who would have uh, – Ryan Mallett for Arkansas. But that was pretty well a while back. Yeah. Um. Who it could be? Who would Mizzou, who would Mizzou be? Blaine Gabbert starting like a random game as a backup. Yeah. Um. Balls have uh, Dobbs right now. He's playing for the Cardinals. Vanderbilt. Uh, did Jordan Rogers ever start a game? I don't think no, but Cutler played for so long. Like you would have thought oh, that yeah, the Cutler, yeah, 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 good call. Would have came up. Um. Oh man, this is a fun one though, Corey. I like this, but I, I do. Anthony Richardson for Florida. Yeah, I think it might be. I think it might be Ole Miss because I don't. You don't think Matt Corral? I know Matt Corral hasn't gotten a start. Okay. Um, I, I think y'all are missing a pretty obvious uh, quarterback that played at Ole Miss. It's pretty pretty obvious. Oh. Eli Manning, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he was there for a long time. Uh, yeah, but it feels like Eli's been out of the league for forever. But, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you, Corey. I hmm. guess it's either Arkansas or South Carolina. And you know what? It might be me thinking Connor Shaw because Shaw came in like in mop-up duty. Yeah, let's go South Carolina. Yeah, let's do that. You guys are awesome. It is South Carolina. Wow. Woo, we worked our way through that. I think my first choice before Ralph Stroud to talk me out of it, but no big deal. Shaw made one career start. It was December 28, 2014, Browns versus Ravens. Yeah, okay. So I wasn't you, that crazy, UK but that's felt more recent. Streak, UK starting quarterback streak is 11 years older than the second one. Yep. Jesus. That's is. not good, Roush. That is not oh. good. We talk oh. about quarterbacks being the great equalizer in college athletics, and it's like, what the heck? Yeah, like Kentucky, maybe get one. People thought in the old Dak Prescott versus uh, Patrick Tolles matchup that you were going to have both those guys be NFL quarterbacks. One was. Tolles played well that game. He sure did. He sure did. That was a fun one. Corey, is that it for trivia? That's it. Can you, like, think of a Halloween-themed trivia, just one off the top of your head? It doesn't have to be, like, Halloween the movie necessarily, but it also could be. So I watched uh, Child's Play last night. So uh, what brand of doll was Chucky? Is it the same in the remake? I haven't watched 
the remix. I'm, I, I don't know. It, it oh, the remix be. pretty good. I was like, I was not the best horror movie in the world, but I thought it was better than than most. Uh, you're, once you say it, I'm gonna know it. It's got to be Mattel. What is it? Tell me. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick myself. Ironically, he was a good guy doll. Yeah, I knew it was something like that. I thought it was like a play safe doll or something like that. But okay, that's what it is. Would good the, guy uh, doll. That's good does the original thing. stand up still? Of course, always. Yeah. All right, Corey. Well, thank you so much for your trivia this Thursday, and I hope we get to do it again next week. Yes. Thank you, guys. Corey Bryce is the man. He does trivia every Thursday, and you can listen to him on Big X Sports Radio or follow him on Twitter at CoreyP08. We need to take our first commercial break. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, DJ Walker. Justin Kaler. I'm having a party. A party Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Josh Birnbaum, step on up. Get on the scale, son. (laughs) Get off the scale. Turn off. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. FM has sounded fine all week from at least what I've heard. That's good news. If it's ever not sounding great, head on over to the AM side of things on 1450. We go 7 to 9, replay the show 9 to 11 on Big X Sports Radio. You can listen wherever you get your podcast. Always fun getting to chat with Corey. Trivia, KRC. Oh, I had a rhyme and now I just messed it up. Oh. Trivia on KRC with Corey P. There it is. I knew I'd get around to it. But for our marketing team, there you have it. You can go ahead and, and just run run with that. Uh, you can run to Thornton's and get yourself an 89-cent soda. You're going to get 32 ounces for that price. That's a lot of soda for a little bang. You can get great gasoline deals when you're a Fresh and Rewards member. Save time and money at Thornton's. And text on into the Thornton's text line 502414. 1450 it uh a lot of good texts i don't i think we could spend as much time as we needed on the text line today oh good good oh we got some good stuff in there roush we're another day closer to the cats versus tennessee yep uh getting there it uh i don't know i i feel like every day i feel good or bad about it but one thing that does make me feel good is that Trevor Wallace was back at practice. He spoke with the media yesterday. Injured players don't speak with the media, so good to know that 32, we can expect to see him back out there on the field Saturday. That's that's a big one, TJ, because Tennessee, they like to spread you out. You've got to make a lot of tackles in space, and especially with the way they use Joe Milton in the quarterback run game, Trevor Wallace is going to play a big part in that. So good to have him back ready to rock and roll Saturday night at Kroger Field. Yeah, I thought I saw somebody tweet out, like, I asked him if he was going to play, and he said, yeah, or something like that. So yeah. I, would, I would expect him to, to be to be on board. Uh, how you, how you feeling? What's the what's the gut? Where, where are we at on the gut for Saturday night? 
It's I'm just getting more. Gonna... I'm getting more optimistic, but that's usually kind of the norm as the week goes on. I've just been every day is different for me. It's just not, you know. <sighs> it's just I feel I like, like an it's... In, I have an internal conflict with this Kentucky team. It's it's like my preseason expectations are still clashing with what my eyes have actually seen, and it's like my 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 heart wants to beat out my brain. But we thought this team was going to be awesome. We thought Devin Leary was going to be awesome. We've seen flashes of this team being dominant, mostly just in that Florida game, but early in the Vanderbilt game as well, obviously. Uh, those weren't necessarily – well, the Vanderbilt game, obviously not against a, a great team, but Florida's a quality opponent, no doubt about that. But, Roush, it, like the same issues that we saw in some of those cupcake performances we've seen in, against Georgia, we saw against Missouri. Those two games, it was a little – disappointing to see the defense come out the way that they did uh, and so it's I understand UK fans being hesitant about Saturday night and then you mix in the series history with Tennessee and well no doubt people aren't like over the moon anticipating a win on the flip side of things to come back and be a little bit more optimistic or more positive a win against Tennessee and you're you're right where most people expected better than some expected really no worse than almost everybody expected. And you have so, so much on the table going for you. And this is a team that got pummeled by a team that you pummeled. You, you, you can go toe-to-toe with them, you would think. But sitting on that Missouri loss, we knew that was going to be the case. We said going into the Missouri game that if things don't go well, we're going to have to stew in this for two weeks, and it's not going to be great. And I think that's where we're at, Roush. People are still just a little stewing. down on – this month of football for the cats and it is understandable yeah uh, but you have to remember too that kentucky did beat the hell out of florida who people think is good now um they're like florida fans are talking themselves into beating georgia this weekend so um yeah. Th- there's there's good football um to be played still this defense is going to can keep them in the game um they're going to have to complete some passes around this talented Tennessee defense. Like that, just if you can get a decent passing effort, you can win this football game. It doesn't need to be a world beater. Tennessee is not the Tennessee we're used to seeing. Um, they like to get down and play in the mud, and that's where Kentucky likes to play. So I, I do – the one feeling I got, I got a good feeling that the under is going to, going to come in force here, but I'm not um, – it's the word I'm looking for. I, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sh- – I, I don't know if I can trust Kentucky's guys to make the like plays when they need to to, to counteract something bad happening. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, we'll obviously talk about it more tomorrow. Hopefully I, I get a little bit more confident, but it's weird how the extra week has thrown off my usual body clock of how I'm feeling about the Kentucky football game. Because normally right about now I'm getting optimistic, but like, I feel like I've had this the, – the, the, the impact, the significance, the importance of this game keeps growing the longer we wait, and it's just making me more and more nervous. I'm Yeah, and then with it being a 7.30 kickoff, too, it's just like you're going to have to wait all freaking day Saturday uh, for it to even – 7 p.m., though. We don't have those extra 30 right. minutes. You're right, yeah. and that makes a difference. That, that, that makes a difference. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. I we, – we just really need a win. Yeah. I don't want to, the Monday radio show is not going to be fun coming off a loss. And uh, I, I hope the, the Caps are ready to do it. 
and I think the reason you don't see as much parity in football is a common sense thing. You have 11 players going against 11 players, and if a team is able to recruit a few good players to their program probably means they're going to be able to recruit a lot of good players to their program. And that just kind of spreads across the board. And there's a reason why we've only had what Roush over the last 20 years, how many na- different national champions have there been six, seven, maybe tops. Haven't had a new first timer since 96. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that, like, again, you know, football, you've got uh, almost a hundred people, all, all things considered, when it's all said and done, you get a ton of scholarships to divvy up. There's a re- and again, it's just more people, so the talent across the board shines through more. It's a no doy comment. However, I do think in football, quitability, a team's mental aspect of things, that carries more weight than I think really almost any other sport. And where is Tennessee mentally after going toe to toe with Alabama, looking like they were better than Alabama? And then you blinked Roush and, oh, no, we're kind of getting smacked by Alabama. Uh, wh- where do they go from that? Can they get up two weeks in a row in quote-unquote rivalry games? And Tennessee fans will obviously say the Alabama game is a much bigger rivalry game for them. That's fine. I don't care. I hope you all overlook Kentucky, and I hope you all can't get up again for another big game. Where's Kentucky? You've come off two straight losses, both by three three possessions, which are three-plus possessions, which is not, not ideal. Um You've had a week to prepare. You've had the bye week. You've gotten healthier, which is good. That should be an advantage for UK. But where have they been at mentally for the last two weeks? And it's kind of cheap radio conversation because the answer is nobody knows. We won't know until the game starts. But that is a huge, that's going to be a big factor on Saturday is where are the teams at mentally and who's going to be able to throw a punch back after getting punched because Kentucky so far hasn't done that. Tennessee really hasn't done that. So which team is going to be able uh, – this may be just Roush, who's winning after the first quarter, maybe the team that's that's going to go on and win. I know that's coming off a week where both teams blew first quarter leads respectively, but now they're playing each other. So somebody's somebody's got to show a little fight or a little punchback ability. Uh, I hope it's the Cats. I hope that they're fired up. Again, that quote from Kenneth, Hor- Horthy, Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Horsey yesterday was inspiring. Yeah, uh, you also got to remember, too, Tennessee's 1-5 in in their last six road games, and the one road win was against Vandy. So they haven't played well away from Rocky Top. Need the BBN to bring it Saturday night for what should be uh, be a pleasant weather. You talked about weather early on. If that rain holds off, should be a great night for football at the Krogue. Yeah, that'll be fun. People forget the last time Tennessee played at the Krogue, the Cats were cheated. Let's hope that doesn't happen again. Nope. Can't have him cheated again. How? How? Cheated again? Uh, the stupid penalties there as Kentucky was driving the ball late, and then eventually Kentucky got like a fourth and like 35. Oh, yeah, and Stoops lost his mind. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then we actually converted. Like, after all the BS penalties, we converted, and then yeah. still couldn't do anything. Yeah. But we were cheated. We were driving. We were humming. And then bad call – and then they call that on Stoops and just to, you know, it's like the referee that makes a bad call and then calls a technical on the coach. It's like and doubling down on your mistakes instead of admitting you were wrong. Yep, yep. That was um, – people do forget that, like I just did right there. Perfect mm-hmm. demonstration on live radio. Uh, TJ, do you think we can head on over to the Thornton's text line? We yeah. won't cheat our texters on the Thornton's text line. 
502-414-1450. Absolutely. It's and loading. You won't roll on up. You won't get cheated when you stop in on Thornton's to fuel yourself today. Uh, deal all the refreshing rewards app too. And you'll get a pleasant surprise. Maybe 15 cents off. It is free coffee Thursday. People forget that, TJ. Not today. You're going to remember. Free coffee Thursday. Stop by your Thornton's today. Does Gil's wife live with y'all? Uh, Gil doesn't have a wife, so no. Does he have a lady friend? Yeah. He has this chick at work that he's been talking back and forth with, but nothing has really... Substantive? Yeah. Gotcha. I did, my, my, I did have a, a, a loyal listener ask between Gil and Scooch who had maybe been more intimate lately, and I said, that's TMI, that's not something that's radio, that Scooch probably wants to share with the radio. I mean, audience. neither. If we're being honest here, <laughs> I guess the truthful answer would be me with the sex contract. <laughs> what kind of cigarettes does Gil smoke? Oh, he's not a smoker. Hates smoking. Oh. His mom smokes like a train, and he hates it. What uh, What about the wacky tobacco? No, not really. Hmm. What about a nice stogie? Nope. He's not a not what a about, smoker. What about a cigarette? No, none of the above. Well, I heard Scoot, all Scoots does is read Harry Potter and smoke cigarettes, and he's almost out of Harry Potter. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but you you do occasionally smoke Scoots. How does he doesn't care? Cigarettes? No, I mean, oh, okay. Just, it, it, no, he doesn't okay. care. No, he he Scoot. just sits there. He knows it's going to happen. There's nothing he can do about it. Exactly. <laughs> Who would win in a fight between you two? Uh, he would. Wouldn't even be. Have y'all ever gotten into a fight? No. Heck yeah. No. Have you ever gotten a pushing match? No. Nope. I mean, we've gotten. Oh man. We've gotten into like a small, like the smallest of small, like verbal disagreement. But I mean, we don't really care. Life's not that serious. It was one of those things we kind of just brushed off real quick, you know. See, that was last weekend. I'm hanging out with all my old college roommates, and that's all we did was, like, get drunk and want to fight each other. So, <laughs> And I, I think that's just, like, a byproduct of, like, a lot of testosterone and drinking and, co- like, you just, you know, you're going to get into some disagreements over the dumbest things. And it just it, – I don't think it ever came to anything, but there was a couple times where I thought it was going to. Thought it was going to. No chance you shave your head for Halloween. It'll never happen. You're too chicken to shave your head. Oh, for I'm doing wow, it. you're I'm too doing chicken, Scoots. I'm doing it. By the way, I told my mom last night. I called her, and I was like, Mom, by the way, if you see me in the next two, three weeks, there's going to be a big change. And she goes, did you shave your head? And I was like, well, not yet. And she was like, she was so against it. She tried everything in her power. She's like, can't you just go buy one of those things you put over your head? And I was like, Mom, I'm not going to change. I'm going to be the exact same person. And it's going to grow back in two or three weeks. Like, it's going to be fine. She said, you're going to look like Uncle Fester. (laughs) What if you do do change, though? Like, what if your whole personality changes? Uh, What if you can never get out of Stone Cold character? (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You need to be working on your catchphrases. Yeah, no, Mike actually sent me a video yesterday of a kid doing Stone Cold, and I didn't realize how much homework I have to do. So yeah, I've got I've got to start digging in, remember all his phrases and stuff. Yeah, uh, I I believe I was the one who showed you the Stone Cold ET video, correct? Mm, don't remember that one. Did I show that to you? Where Stone Cold ET going through the drive-through? 
Don't okay, remember that one. That video's overrated for what it's worth. No offense. Oh, wow. Really Scooch, we need to hit our, yeah, yeah. we got to hit our break. All right. Hour one done. More text in hour two. Yesterday was UK Basketball Media Day. John Calipari said a lot of things. We'll talk about it. The players spoke with the media as well. We'll give you the details of what you may have missed or the important parts of that. And we'll get to the Thornton's text line. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two. Kentucky <laughs> Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, God. 1 FM, 1450 AM. Scoots, did you hear any of that? No, I had y'all muted. I- Oh wait, uh, we don't. He he has himself. Oh wait, muted, yeah. So sorry, no, I had you all muted. Right. I didn't hear any of it. Oh, we were okay. we were not sure if we were back or not. It was very very. <laughs> so we kind of we kind of did like uh, just testing the temperature in case we were back. <laughs> we acknowledged that we were on air, and then Rash was like, "I actually don't think we're back on air." <laughs> <laughs> we're back now, though, baby. Hour number two, Kentucky roll call on Big X Sports Radio. I was wondering. I just saw Roush over there giggling. I didn't know what was happening. Uh, yeah, that's. That was the source of the giggles. Uh, you'll feel the giggles make you feel good inside. Salsaritas makes you feel good inside. Two locations in Louisville. Keep them in mind for catering. Tailgates are still going on. Parties, everything exciting with the transition from fall. Soon enough, it's going to be winter time, and you're going to have your holiday parties. Whatever occasion may be, Salsaritas will be there for for you. Two locations. Middletown and St. Matthews. My dad's getting it for his big Halloween bash on Tuesday. He's going to save $20.23 when he uses the promo code FALL2023. And everybody at the Halloween party on Tuesday is going to eat like a king with salsaritas. We're going to have the chips, and they have a special chips package called the Three Amigos. You get like whatever, you get to choose whatever three things you want. But I think the, the it goes queso guacamole and just whatever salsa you want pretty good deal that's a party favorite for a lot of folks so they've got a lot of great options and you can check it all online on the app you don't have to call to place your catering orders that's always nice too check them out today roush your biggest takeaway from uk basketball media day um huh let me think here i i like uh I like that Cal is uh, – it's it's redundant and I, I don't think very productive to just say that, like, Swaggy Cal is back. I mean, we've done that before. But, like, he had the, the quote that, you know, I, I know the SEC is better now than it has been in a long time. We've got a tough non-conference schedule. Lots changed, but Kentucky is Kentucky. And – I like how we recruited. I like where recruiting's going. Essentially saying, like, I I know that things have been it, – it's his way of uh, – he did this at uh, SEC Basketball Media Day as well where he kind of acknowledged, like, you know, things haven't been what they were, 
But I think we're getting the train back on the tracks, not only now, but for the future. And that came like right on the heels that we heard that he's got another five-star officially visiting. So they'll have VJ Edgecombe, uh, the second-ranked shooting guard, and Jaden Quaintance, the number one center. They're both going to be on campus this weekend. And there for a minute, TJ, we were like, oh, God, what the hell's happened? Are they even doing anything in 2024? Uh, but they've got Samto locked in. They've got, so they've got one big. They just got Boogie Flan. Um, and now they've got two more top ten guys. So, like, you, it's it's one of those where it, I, we need to see it on the court, and I think we're going to. But it does feel like the we're we're back we're back going in the right direction because um, there for a while there's as much as we could try to sell it that it wasn't as bad as it seemed like it still wasn't the same so I it it at least is starting to feel like that we're getting back to the John Calipari that we knew um, at Kentucky. Yeah, credit to to Cal and the UK PR machine. We have officially been like men in blacked, you know, at mm-hmm. least in the off season. They've done the little pin thing in front of us, and we've forgotten just how brutal the last few marches have been, if nothing else. And there's been, obviously, a really terrible season mixed in there, kind of a whole hump season in there. But the correlation is just Kentucky fans deserve a fun march. 2019 still fell short of what we wanted, but that was the last run Kentucky's been on. That's too long. That's too long for U.K. basketball. And that's got to change. And UK and Calipari, to their credit, have us all back to believing that, like, UK basketball hasn't taken a step back, that it's still the same program. Like, this could have been the 2016 media day. This could have been the 2018 media day. This It doesn't feel – if there's a sense of panic in the fan base, you don't get that inside the basketball facility with UK. That's a good, that, that's a good thing. I think it'd be a little more nerve-wracking if it was the the alternative there. Now, none of that's going to matter, Roush. If they go out there in their first several games and they're scoring in the 50s, they get blown out by Kansas, it won't matter. We'll be You'll snap your fingers back and you'll be right back there to the feeling you felt after UK lost to Kansas State last March. Like, it's good that we have been able to, after a pretty rocky offseason, been able to get back to a point where we can stick our chest out and feel pretty confident about where things are heading. But you still do need to prove it, like you said. You still got to go out there and you've got to win and you've got to win the big games. That's that's been another big issue for UK lately is that like they haven't lost every single big game, but in 2010, 2011, 2012, you'd go into them feeling like, you know, what? four out of five, three out of four, we're going to win this one. Yeah, we yeah. may drop one here or there, but we're going to – more times than not, this is a big game, and guess what side's going to be happier coming out of it? That's flipped. It almost feels like 30% of big games UK wins now. That has got to change in a big way, and it doesn't help that the bigs are hurt because we want Kentucky to start out fast. But I still get the sense that even with the bigs hurt, UK kind of likes what they have. The, you know what the big buzzword yesterday was, Roush, for Cal and the players, and but mostly Cal? Ooh. Hit me. Hit me with the buzzword. It was something random. It was random. It was just random. Say, so, yeah, I know there wasn't any buzzwords with Bradshaw and Hugo. I mean, they they, they had that prepared quote ready to go. There's no, no timeline. Time no timeline. No, time no timeline. No timeline. They both were like, seemed optimistic that they'd be back, you know, Roush. But yeah, no, no timeline. No, but Cal wants his guys to play random. Uh, just positionless, random. It's going to be a big mystery. 
whatever. I, nobody cares about the words. People care about what their eyes see. And that's all. I, I do think that they're like, it kind of, it does make sense the way Cal describes that stuff with this team. Because again, who, who is your point guard when you have DJ Wagner, Dillingham and Reeves out there at the same time? Does it matter? Does it matter who is taking the ball up? Cause all three of them could. We saw how good Antonio Reeves looked against Arkansas when he was kind of running the show to a certain extent. It looked pretty darn good to me. So they should play somewhat random. Uh, they Cal emphasized, he, he went out of his way to have this little story about DJ Wagner where he said, I had to stop practice the other day and get on him for not shooting. Now, it was a really deep three, but I said, what are we doing here? You got to shoot that. It's like It's almost like Cal is trying to like – Hey, if, if people are worried about archaic and all those stupid buzzwords, guess what? I'm going to use some new ones. Three-pointers, random, and just kind of playing chaotic offensively. Fine by me. I don't care. You've got the, you got the horses, though. It needs to look a lot better than it has the last few seasons, Roush. And that, that is high. You, so many media people, and I just did it, so I don't blame them because I literally just said it. But, like, that 20. 21-2022 team, Roush, they were fun when they were clicking. That beat down of Tennessee and Rupp Arena the week, you know, day after Joby Hall had passed away, like, they looked like the Golden State Warriors. And they had a couple games where they just were on fire. The, the Kansas road game was another one. So it hasn't all – it's not like UK's offense or just style of play hasn't been appealing. Now, once those teams got hurt – or once that team got hurt, I should say, it changed and it didn't look nearly as good. But last year, Roush, at times, it was just like a grind watching those guys. Now, they also had, as the season went on, it started to become a little bit more pleasant. They let Kaysen run the show a little bit more, let Antonio Reeves have a little bit more freedom. But that UCLA game, I wish I could just men in black that one for my eyeballs last year. Like, we can't have that happen. And they're saying all the right things to indicate that that's not going to happen. This team should never score in the 50s. They can have an off-shooting night and maybe score in the 60s. But, like, this team needs to be playing fast, and they need to be scoring. And you know what? We may give up a little bit on defense, especially not having a rim protector, which Cal did note, by the way. He said yeah. all of our best teams have a rim protector. I took that as a little sign of, like, I got to get one of these guys back. That's fine. I agree in the big picture. We do need one of those guys back. But early on, give up a little bit more defensively, score a lot more offensively. You've got the horses. The um, it, it it's funny. We need it. We need to get Peak on here. Wake his ass up early one morning because he's he's read the book that talks about all this spacing and randomness stuff, and essentially that like what it came down to is unpredictability is the best thing you can have in basketball. Um, and and part of that is like how. And that, that's what makes, like, dissecting games sometimes so hard for us because a lot of the times it is just like, hey, that guy needs to go beat that guy and beat him and score. Like, you know, I mean, that, that's that's how basketball operates. So I get what he's saying, uh, at least from, from that. Like, that's not a bad thing when you have a bunch of creators. Um, as long as you just know where other guys are at on the floor and everybody's kind of – in a somewhat, uh, you know, it's not like uh, just go stand in the corner. Who was who had that quote that people freaked out about? But P 
people need to, as long as you know where everybody's going to be while you're driving, then good things can happen. So I, I'm confident this team can make some good things happen. Um, I, I did, did. Did you find it to be an ominous sign of sorts at all that the fire alarms went off right in the middle of the whole shebang? No, because I feel like that happens like semi regular. I haven't covered UK basketball media day in probably four years ish. Yeah, probably four years, maybe three years. Uh, I feel like that's happened. I feel like that's like a regular thing. Like back when I was covering it back in like 11 and 12 and 13 and 14 and 15 and 16, I feel like there's several years the fire alarms went off or something went off annoyingly in the Joe Craft Center. I think they do that to get media out. Yeah, and that's kind of like, I mean, you, you get 30 minutes with them. Can you not just give them the 30 minutes? Uh, no, I, you know, you, you, you want me to rail on UK media relations, Roush? You don't need to. You don't need to tease me to do it. I love also that like the day before Big Z meets with the media, maybe been two days before they release their own interview with him, like inside the basketball program interview with him. They just, they just don't want like media to have any sort of originality with their team. The the part that I thought was really funny is Aaron Bradshaw was like, oh, that's a lot of cameras. I'm like, dude, this is like every day of your life from now on. I don't – why, why, why are you not prepared for this? And I know that Memorial's going through all the renovations. The, some of the pictures, that was incredible. looked like I was looking at like a picture of 1949 or whenever it was originally built. Pretty cool. Like, who, was John Clay that had it? May have been him, whoever it was. Um, I – uh, now I lost my train of thought talking about, well, why do they always put Calipari in like a closet for his long interview? Uh, it always seemed like he's in like the tightest quarters. It's like there's put him just in the, on the court of Joe Kraft, like his introductory press conference, like let people spread out. What are, what are we doing here? Well, you wanted to feel like uh, it's an intimate space, I guess. Right. Any, yeah. Anything else that jumped out at media day, anybody say anything that a uh, dude, the arrow needs to be in the NFL, I think. That would be cool. That He'd be Kentucky cute. starting the starting quarterback. I loved his quote being saying, "I, you know, I can take more of the bumps now, and I cause them." Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I think a dude with the arrow has a little potential to be a fan favorite category if if he if it oh, clicks he, for him in a big way. He definitely is. I brought it up the other day that the demo that grew up in like the Chuck Hayes era. We're gonna be. We're gonna love the undersized guy playing above his weight, punching above his weight. So yeah, the generation after us, Roush, they love Ty Ty Washington, and we all like Ty Ty Washington. But he'd gritty and he'd be silly, and you know he'd he'd do all the dances. But we're more we're a much more blue collar generation, you know. Yeah. Uh, you, you blog from dusk to dawn every day. I'm I work a bunch of different jobs all day. I blue very blue collar jobs, mind yeah. you. Yeah, Scoot, very blue collar. I mean, same. He's Mr. Blue he Collar. He goes to the radio mans and uh, the hotels. And so, like, just... We relate more to like the DeAndre Liggins, Chuck Hayes, more kind of your grimy, go get after him type guys. So we're going to really like a Duthie Arrow. Uh, but the newer generation, they're much more flashier, you know, all the bells and whistles. Well, in fairness, uh, Tubby Smith ball, a lot different than John Calipari ball. Well, sometimes not so much. Sometimes not so much. Uh, although when they're both at their peak, very much different. It's just UK hasn't always been at its peak as of late. But it, yeah, every, everything right now is like kumbaya and we feel good. I'm excited. 
but we got to go tip that ball and we've got to make sure things look a little bit better. And one thing I will say that we're not talking enough about after I just mentioned it about three or four minutes ago, I do wonder how this team's going to be on, on the ball defense. They should be good. They shouldn't be bad, but will, do do they have any great defenders, Roush? They got any dogs? Um, I think they've got a bunch of havoc creators like DJ Wagner is him and Reed Shepard are both going to put up a lot of steel blocks, you know, that sort of stuff, right? Like they're going to, they're going to fill up some statistical categories, but I don't know how good they're going to be at keeping guys in front of them. That that's, I think they're going to be a really, you know, high risk defense. They're going to go for steals. They're going to go for blocks. They're probably going to give up a bunch of easy buckets because they're going to take some chances get the rest of their team on four on fives or three on fives. But you know what? When Dilly pokes it away for an easy dunk, he's going to create some easy baskets too. Are you? If that ends up being the case, if this is a defense that takes a lot of chances, sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't work. Are you going to be okay with that? Or would you rather them, hey, maybe you don't go for every single steal? No, no, they need to go for it all because they don't have the rim protectors and all that sort of stuff. You don't want a pack line defense. High, high risk, high reward. Like, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm there. I'm there too because it also speeds things up. If nothing else, even if yeah. you give up a basket, it will speed things up. It'll make them play faster. And guess what? Dillingham goes for a steal. He misses. The other team four on five. They score a layup or they knock down a jump shot. Where do you think Dillingham is? He's probably somewhere around half court, or at least he's got some momentum heading the other way. You're gonna get Cal yelling, "Go!" And you're going to get a bunch of the Cal haters that are going to go crazy and be like, that's our offense. It's all he does is say go. That's a little – that's a – that gets under my skin a bit, Roush, when people <laughs> whine about Cal yelling go. And here's my yeah. rationale behind it. If you were a coach and you wanted your team to play faster instantaneously, what would you do? Go. Would you do the hokey pokey? Would you scratch your armpits like a monkey? Would you just sit down and stay quiet? Now, you'd probably yell at them to, I don't know, what's a quick word you could say to indicate you wanted them to speed up? Faster now, my fellas. Haste. Down the court. Thither. Thither. <laughs> Come thither. No, you'd say go, you dinguses. You'd say go. And you may say, well, he should teach him that in practice. They should already be going. They're 18-year-old kids in the middle of a basketball game. Sometimes they need a little reminder. Goodness gracious. That's at, like, the peak of, like, I'm frustrated with UK basketball. I got to blame the coach. What do I blame him on? Oh, he just yells go too loudly. Like, it's just – it's such misplaced anger in an overall, like, nitpicky need to place the blame on something else. I'm pumped for basketball season. I think I say this every year, but I I, I want – Kentucky to prove so many people wrong this year, Roush. And the sad Same. thing is, and, and Scoots, this is, I think you know where we're kind of going to lead this conversation into, is you do have, like, the UVL fan base knows that they're they're cooked. They're, they're having, like, an in-fan base kind of civil war. They've got the KP Mafia versus the Realists, or at least that's what I call them. And the Realists are on the right side of things. Like, K, KP is a complete and total disaster. We all love the guy. I'm also I'm surprised by it just as much as probably anybody else that it's been such a cluster, but like it's not going to work out well for KP when it's all said and done. Uh, the program's a, a mess right now. That being said, U of L fans, they know they've resorted to our one joy this year is let UK be bad too. They're not going to be bad as us, 
We're not going to beat them in the Yum Center, but let we will get joy out of their misery. And you add that into with the national media having such a terrible offseason, I may need to do some voodoo magic to make sure UK has – I need it, Roush. I need it badly. I need UK to have a good year this year. It would be – like, that's I, – I get where they're coming from, but also that's wishful thinking on their part. You had your chance to kind of dance on our graves. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. That well, time. While they, but then again, like, and that's that's just kind of like what a little brother program does. You're you, on the flip side, Roush. You could be like, hey, with UK being down and not advancing to the second weekend since 2019, what if Louisville was racking up wins and maybe going to Final Fours and beating Kentucky left and right? No, they've been significantly worse somehow. Oh, that's the one joy scoots is hoping that UK is not going to be as good. And you get people like Mike Rutherford that are just trying to will it with false. uh, I mean, just bad analysis really more than anything else. It does seem like that, huh? Which Uh, I mean, if you're coming off a four win season, what else are you going to do? You know, it's not like you can have your hopes set on 20 wins. So yeah, just if your rival's bad, it's all good. It kind of levels itself out. You could be not such a hater. <laughs> That's true. Rutherford, not high on the Cats. Nope. I can't He's talk about it. I'd love to see him rank another team with four potential first-round draft picks, number 25. Did He'd you never hear, do it. Did you hear that he uh, wants the smoke with you in a debate? Oh. Were you listening that, that, to that? Somebody hilarious. Somebody, yeah, texted, somebody texted in yesterday, and they were like, I would love to hear – Rutherford and TJ debate. You may have to wake up before nine o'clock to be able to do it, but any, yeah. Anytime. Although anytime I'm on his show from three to six, there's a couple of his little textures. Who is No, not the UK guy. I may hear something I don't like. Um, something I I do like to hear. I hope for the Christmas party. Coward. I saw our guy, Matt Sack. He put a blazer on while podcasting. Shout out to Matt Sack. Professionalism. A little bit more professional than us. But yeah, never seen that before. That was that was great. Shout out to the Sack Pack. He said that we should play Mike Rutherford said we should play his audio after the season when UK doesn't make it out of the first round. <laughs> All right. Hey Texers, let's remember this. People don't let's, forget. Let's remember this. Let's remember our Texters. 502-414-1450 is the number um scoots is a weight assist though this weight assistant should not stand it's true i am a weight team you go you are a weight assist yeah i am i thought you well you're but you're pro weight assist i'm pro weight they yeah. say team Ugo. all these jokes about my limbless cousin are really making her laugh i think people cry when they're laughing right <laughs> Uh, which, by the way, uh, Matthew Bradford reached out, and he approves, and he even sent me some more jokes that he wants me to read on air, but I, I definitely can't read them on air. The one the one that was sent in as we were going off the air yesterday was pretty hilarious about the not losing the arms people. It was easily the best one, and Roush like, <laughs> planned these ones and had them written down, and then right at the whore, and this texter comes up with one that's significantly better than Roush's. Well, I've never... Never, never claimed to be funny. Uh, you're, you're funny looking. 
Hey, yo. That's true. The slow move to modern terrible music, classic rock and classic country and classic hip hop should be the only rule. I played I early two thousands. I played my band by D twelve. I played Roses by Outcast. That is not Great modern. Song. Yeah. Great song. I we can't keep Halloween it the same every on day. Tuesday. No kidding. Well, you did. I already do it goofed on Friday up. The 13th. I, I goofed up. You didn't do it on Friday the thirteenth. That's what I'm saying. I goofed up Friday the thirteenth. I've got to make up for it. So don't you worry. Tuesday will be just fine. Maybe you can get a bonus day on Monday. What, what if we? I, I think a lot of texters have been asking for maybe like an Olivia Rodrigo day. You all would have to send me the music because I don't. I don't know what to play. I love that TJ is just now discovering Olivia Rodrigo. She's awesome. <laughs> the girl's got pipes. She can sing. I know, but it was like that was like a year ago. She was like the biggest thing, and now yeah, you're. I'm, I'm 32 years old. I know, but like I just, I just, I feel like it's kind of random that like that's how. How did you stumble into this? A year after, probably that commercial, that iPhone commercial. Oh, she's she's in an iPhone commercial. I think she like shot a music video with an iPhone. It's a oh story. yeah, yeah, I know. What you're I about. want to get them back. I want to make them real jealous and make them real sad. Oh man, love that. Love that her her deal is just like guys suck. They're the worst. Like, that, but they're, she doesn't really because she she does that and then she's like, yeah, but then I want to like go be with them. Sounds like Taylor uh-huh. Swift. It's really kind of like probably a lot of guys' opinions on girls is that like yeah they kind of stink but we need we need we need them around and girls have the same opinions about guys. It's By true. the way, new season of the challenge started last night. Oh, so more bad reality TV for you to get caught okay. up. Okay, let's take it easy, buddy. I just I I can't I I like I enjoy the physical acts. I don't enjoy the other stuff. This they're yeah. doing a se- this season is like they're going to crown a first time champion. Everybody in it has never won before. Ah. My it, that's my thing with Survivor too, is they're trying to like really church up the drama aspect of it. And I'm like, you know, I kind of kind of don't like that part of the show. I like to just like them battling it out. And then Yeah. I've liked Survivor the ninety minute episodes. It's been well, But that's I, why I, we're not watching them on Wednesday nights anymore. Because it's, it's like, uh, let's just wait till Thursday or something. You, you can't do the commercials. I agree with you there. I like the more like let's show them talking at camp. Let's show the 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 scheming, the plotting, show you like all the how the meat's being made. Oh, what kind of meat do you like to make? Uh, the wife made chicken sliders last night, buffalo and barbecue, so good. Wow, I'm uh, got a chili that'll be whipping up today for this weekend. You make it early so we can sit, and then it's re- it's really at its best like two or three days later. Yeah, the flavors need to all get to know each other in the pot. Yep, exactly. A texter says. Good morning, fellas. So, with Mark Stoops seemingly determined to get the passing game going next year, does Cutter Bowley start as a true freshman, or do we lean on the portal again? It'll be portal. If Cutter Bowley's the starting quarterback next year, that's not going to be good news, folks. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's also one of those things that I think it's clear that the pro style is uh, can be challenging for quarterbacks. So, uh, I. I don't think that a freshman can come in and be comfortable within that system right away. I just don't think they can. Somebody was at systems tough for a freshman coming into the SEC. It's a freshman. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But somebody did like, there's a question if Leary, if he has any eligibility left, I don't think that was ever a part of his plan, 
But maybe he would want to get a medical red shirt and be better. I don't know. Or I don't know we'll if I'd even want that. I, I would need to see a lot more to even want that to be a re- – and I think UK's coaching staff would be the same. Like, yeah. we, hey, we got to see something out of you to even, like, want you back. And I hope we do. I hope by the end of the year we're like, please, please, let them find a way to come back for an extra year. That'd be awesome. Uh, by the way, did you – not switching gears, but kind of switching gears. Calipari's idea about nil and transferring – did you hear that? Did you find that interesting? I didn't click on it because I don't just – I'm assuming I know what it is, and I think it's nothing. But tell me what it is, and I'll see if I'm correct. My assumption is that it's, hey, we need to have old guys stop being old. He does want old guys – he doesn't want old guys in college athletics, which I, I found kind of interesting. Um, He's like, we don't need 27-year-olds with two kids playing. But he thinks you should have five five years to play four with one right. free transfer, and then yeah, transfer which is the three, rules. You've got to sit out, which but, is the rules. But Cal always has this interesting thing that I usually get on board with, and this one I think I could. He said that if you stay at the same school and graduate all four years, you just get a fifth free year, bonus year, loyalty year. All right, that is a fun wrinkle that I haven't heard him say. Yet. I kind of like that. Yeah. And the only way you get that fifth bonus year if you're at the same school all five years. So if you transfer once, you don't have to sit out. You still get four years of, of playing, but you won't get that bonus year. But if you're at the same place for four years, you graduate, bada boom, bada bing, you're getting a fifth year. I think that's fun, folks. I think that's a lot of fun. And I want Reed Shepard for five years. <laughs> Let's take our last break, come back, more text on the Thornton's text line when we return on a Thursday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. People say I got a drinking problem. That ain't no reason to stop. People saying that I've hit rock bottom. Just cause I'm living on the rocks. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM show. Rolling right along. Roush, what's your favorite thing about Shady Ray's polarized sunglasses? Um, I like that they can withstand the the physical beating that my one-year-old gives them because i know that if you break them you can still get a replacement pair and that's great and awesome but my kid loves to just like bite on them and like pull them on and off the face it's just a fun game he likes to play and you know what we can play it because they're high quality shades they'll look great too i feel stylish when i'm in them and um another thing that's really cool is i the the pair that we got at the big x scramble tj they're like um I don't. I forget what they call them. Not like blue light, or it's like something vision. Did I don't you get know. Color They've rush. Color rush. There we go. I couldn't think of the what how they brand it, but the leaves really pop when the sun's out during fall while you're wearing those color rush. They look great. They feel great, and you can get forty percent off at checkout when you use promo code Big X. Boom. Shadyrays.com or visit either one of their two locations. Uh, in person, in town, at the Bluegrass Outlet Shops of the Bluegrass, Commonwealth's Bluegrass, nailed it. or uh, Oxmoor Mall. Yep, nailed it. 
Uh, yeah, I, I the intern Jacob gave me a, a golf pair of Shady Rays called the Green Wolf. <laughs> They're really cool. They're like the ones you put on and everything. Like the grass looks all different and whatnot. Really does help finding your balls. I'm in the fairway so often, though, it doesn't matter so much. But I'd imagine for somebody like Scoots, they could be really beneficial. I don't even know if I remember how to play golf anymore. It's been Scoots, way I too long. On, I, I golfed on Friday and had the same thought. Like, <laughs> I, I had a hole that I couldn't get the ball off the ground. Super embarrassed. Like, I was horrible. Those are so horrible. freaking frustrating when they happen. Because it's like you just completely forget how to play golf for a hole and you worm burn everything. I hate those holes. It, it drives me nuts. You, you do it once, and then you get in your own head, and you speed mm-hmm. everything up, and then you do it again, and then you're really frustrated. Yeah. At that point, it's just like, get the hole over with. <laughs> uh, we have a uh, DEFCON 1 on the Thornton's text line. A UofL fan just going bonkers. <laughs> I saw that. We're at what a dweeb. Messages. We're at 15 messages in 10 minutes. Yeah, w- this may be an all-time dweeber. Oh, wow. Is he just losing it because his team stinks? Oh, he's losing it. Yeah, just Emoji City USA. There's no way this person's out of college. (laughs) Your guys' show is horrible. Talking about basketball, football season's still going on. Do you guys talk sports? Well, okay, which one is it? Are we not talking sports or are we talking basketball? Well, I Basketball, I told him to go back to bed and I called him a dork. (laughs) Buddy, we talked football for like 30 minutes earlier in the show. Yeah, he just is very sensitive because any basketball talk, you get shell shock, PTSD if you're a Wolf fan. Oh, now he wants us to talk women's basketball and volleyball and football. Hey, buddy, come within 100 points of UK football before you text into our show again. Yeah. Take out, you suck it in, you suck it. <laughs> suck it. What was, what's your favorite UK UofL football beatdown, Roush? Is it the Lynn Bowden tummy tummy ache? Because that was kind of personal for you. Yeah, yeah, that one. But it was funny. We were—I was looking for pictures of Will Levis uh, since he's going to be starting on Sunday. Um, and there's one of the preseason of him laughing in a conversation with Malik Cunningham. And uh, yeah, yeah, that I enjoyed that quite thoroughly. He's like, "Ah, remember that time I ran for four touchdowns against you guys." Or remember what other time? I mean, Malik Cunningham was the starting quarterback of Louisville for basically a millennia and never won a game against the Cats. It's it's going to be it's going to be one of those stats. He's going to be the only person to ever lose that game four times. It's going to be hilarious. Pretty embarrassing. Yep. A texture on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I don't know where we are. Um, why are we surprised at Rutherford Media and our fans' parent negativity about UK basketball? They hear from my former ex-boss Daly. He has a big reach. So you think that like jo- that Goodman is repeating Matt Jones' takes? I, I don't I think, think any of them are similar. I think that there is some truth to that. Like that if he's if he's being negative or he's saying that Cal's on the hot seat, then other people see that and say, "Oh, well, UK fans all think this." Um, but sometimes there's truth to it. Like, there, he doesn't speak for the entire fan base, but he often can speak for a portion of the fan base. But I do think that does happen, where, like, there are national people. Like, Roush, I, I talk about this from time to time. I'll try to follow a, an account from, you know, all the Power 5 colleges, just so I can right. get a feel of what's going on. I think a lot of people do that, and for their UK accounts, it's him. So if he's if he's parroting something that maybe the whole fan base doesn't feel, but it's just a small portion of the fan base, 
then they could perceive it differently. Yeah, now, that being, but, now, that being said, I don't agree with this text wholeheartedly, but I'm just giving you the avenue for it. No, no, I, I mean, I, like, I get that in theory, but I don't think he's negative about the Kentucky basketball team. I don't think anybody's negative about the Kentucky basketball team locally. Like, the next text says, it's baffling that KSR sycophants aren't excited about the team we have coming in. Coming in. This team's going to be so much fun. It's like, I don't... I don't hear that. I don't see that. Everybody that watched the games over the summer is pretty excited about it. They're just worried that all of the seven-footers are seemingly hurt or injured. You know? like Yeah, since Madden Cal's fallout, he'll always try to put, like, the most, even an innocent negative spin on a lot of things. But I, I agree with you. I think people are excited for this season. It's just yeah. what, who are going to be the people that freak out first when something goes just, like, the smallest bit off? Let's let's find let's see who those because it's going to happen. It happens every year. It happens every single time with UK basketball. UK is has a good chance to lose to Kansas in the Champions Classic. Let's see who can remain reasonable and realize that's not a huge deal. And let's see who will make a bigger deal of it than it probably should be. And I'm not saying anybody specifically will, but we know those fans. We all we all personally know some of those fans that are just like. The world is burning. We just wait for terrible. something bad to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's like the first shoe to drop, I'm going now, to lose it. Now, to be fair, if it's January and all of UK's marquee opponents they've lost to, well, then, Roush, that's going to be legitimate criticism at, the, at that point. But I do agree. I think most folks are pretty pumped up about this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would quickly like to share something not on the text line. Um, sometimes it's good. Like, Scoots, you're going to be sitting around there a lot today. My advice for you, just throw TVG on um, because yesterday um, it's one of those where uh, my dad dropped off baby, baby's going to take nap, and then there's like a little bit of break before he goes to uh, pick up Duke from school. And I'm just kind of laying there, lifeless on the couch, like trying to get my act together. And right before a race, Andy being Cone, who she's a – I think she might have rode, like she might have been a jockey, but she's one of those scoots that does the, like, not handicapping by the book, but like, oh, this horse looks ready to run. Like, this is the horse that's going to win this race. And, like, as they're getting into the gate, she says, if you have any money in your account, put it on number two. Like, this horse is ready to run. This one's going to go. And I'm like, oh, well, I like the Grand Motion horses on the turf. I'll throw it in an exacto with those. It's a long shot. What? Sure, what could what could go wrong? Horse just never trailed, was ahead the entire time, won at 14-1, and doubled my bankroll on wow. just like a $6 bet. So, Scoots, sometimes the people talking on there, like they'll just win you money. And uh, so may, maybe do that today. Maybe never, You don't have to listen to all of them, but the people who are at the track and like can see their tails like fluffing and they're like all primmed and primed and a little nice and sweaty, could be a good way to win some money. Yeah, but that's rare, isn't it? I mean, I feel like the people on TV majority of times are wrong. No, I mean, like, yes and no. Because here's the thing. With, like, the the stuffy suits, a lot of them just pick the chalk. But I I just – I wanted to share that because I think there is a sentiment. Like, we love to hate on the guys on TV when they're wrong. Because, I mean, the chances are you're going to be wrong a lot if you're picking every single race out there. So I did want to share one where it's like, okay, they got it right and they hit a bomb for me. So it does happen. That's every awesome. Once in a while. Yeah. Shout out Andy B and Co. Text her on the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450. 
Y'all are really tripping. Your football team's a joke. Your basketball team will be a second-round showing in the NCAA tournament at best. Stop trying to fool yourselves and the listeners. Better than four wins, though, right? And yeah. Million points over the last several years. What are you all fans doing? Be awesome football before you say anything. It's not hard. Off chances is a Tennessee basketball fan, too. Uh, what, one Elite Eight in 100 years or something like that is the best season in your program's history? Ah, losers. Matt Jones also says, you know, 20 or 30 times a show. It, yeah, people have filler words. I do as well. I, I, I'm, I'm a light guy. I think That's I'm mostly, filler word. Uh, which yeah. is terrible. Scoots, why don't you take a seat right over here? I don't get <laughs> that. Hansen, For what? But, uh, it's, uh, Chris Hansen. To catch a predator. Oh, yeah, I got you. South Park. Why don't yeah. you take a seat? Yeah. LOL, Scoots is the next parent in the blind side, too. <laughs> what's the deal with big z is the injury worse than being reported is his family unsure if he should play there's a mention on ksr of the situation being complicated or not straightforward or something in that regard would love a little bit of clarity all right here's the situation with big z first and foremost he kind of stinks like he's never practiced against like it's it's like going from freshman basketball practice of varsity he's getting his ass kicked that's part of it i don't think he's hurt i think he's just getting his ass kicked Secondly, they can use that as time to push off until he can get full clearing house from the NCAA. Because, um, like, they just take their sweet-ass time punching in the paperwork. Cal said he expects Big Z to be ready next week for the Kentucky State exhibition. And I think that will, like, the timing in his eyes will work out well enough to where, like, okay, Big Z can, like, play a game and not, like, feel like he's, like, a mummy walking around the day after because he's hurting. Um, he said he's already gained seven or eight pounds too, which, you know, American the American diet, baby. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Ralph. This screams just like an eligibility clearinghouse thing that the NCAA is like, Hey, he's a mid, he's a mid semester enrollee. We've got a thousand people. We've got to push through before him. We will get to him before the season starts, but you got to be patient here. I, I, that's what I would, the old, he's not ready to play is just silly. Like, again, he is a basketball player that's been playing basketball for 15 years, minimum. He can go out there, and if he gets dominated, he's not going to melt onto the floor, and that will be the end as we know him, Big Z. So this has to be something else, and who cares? We've got a whole season. We're going to get to see him. He's going to play. It's going to be okay. If we don't get to see him for the exhibition game this Friday, again, I'll be slightly bummed. I just want to see him play. But, Roush, if we've got to be patient and wait a week, I, I tell my two-year-old daughter to be patient all the time. I can also be patient. Patience is a virtue. Idea for tomorrow's show, teach Scoots how to say characteristic. I know how to say characteristic. Nailed it. I don't You're know where that came from. hours to practice for it. I have no idea Man, where that I came from. I loved when um, Dave Portnoy made like a 10-minute video calling, uh, was it New York Times or WAPO reporter? And he was he didn't know how to say misogynistic. I was wondering, if the, is that like some word that I don't, that I don't know, or maybe in Boston, do they say it different? I, I was like, what, what is that word? He was calling, he was saying massogenic instead of misogynistic, which is pretty ironic that a dude who has been accused of being misogynistic so many times has no idea what it means. Like, well, maybe, maybe that's maybe part of the problem. He maybe knows what it means. Do you think that he is misogynistic? 
I mean, at times. Um, yeah, we have a segment called Woman Weight Wednesday. I mean, we don't really have a segment. like that's, that's, <laughs> It's a, our that's weekly segment. It's, it's we skipped it. We skipped it this week. Well, we did. It was Ugo Weight Wednesday. <laughs> uh, I will say Portnoy is acting he, – he is real pressed, as the kids would say, about this Michigan stuff. It's a don't protest too much situation with him being like, this is nothing. This is not a big deal. But he's had a million posts about it. Yeah. Uh, it's something. It is a big deal. More and more comes out. He was going to scout the uh, Kentucky-Tennessee game. Or maybe he did. It was last year, yeah. He was at that game. Uh, you didn't get to see a good one, buddy. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I did learn today that uh, John Hale that uh, had a, has a story in the Herald later about UK being involved in some um, – violating gentlemen's agreements and stuff like that when Bill Curry was here and when Bill Curry was at Alabama, he had somebody trying to scout Kentucky um, going a little overboard uh, with it. Like, went into the trainer's room to try to ask about injuries after the game, which is just a wild, wild move. Wait, who did that? It was one of Bill Curry's GAs at Alabama. He was trying to ask, like, he, like, snuck into the trainer's room after the game and was asking about injuries. It's like, all right. Yeah, and then he went into the media room wearing a Ball State jacket and, like, had a camera. It's, like, also, it's pretty wild that you had to, like, go into the media room for the post-game press conference. You couldn't just watch it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. A texter on the Thornton's text line. South End Josh here. Scoots, can I officiate your marriage to Thornton's girl? I am an ordained minister, after all. Ooh, I'd have to find another Thornton's girl because that one's not going to work. Well, there's a million Thorntons all over Louisville. There are. Yeah. There's got to be one there. A little poop talk of some sort to start the past three or four shows. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, that means we're regular. <laughs> Metabolism's working. <laughs> I'm 34. If I ever have to sprint, then something horrible has happened. <laughs> so, Roush, I did sprint yesterday. Oh, you did? You went outside and decided you were going to sprint? In the backyard, yeah, I was kicking the soccer ball with Lucy, and I was like, all right, I've got, like, probably a little 40-yard runway right here. First off, I felt super fast. It was cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure, like, I'm sure if I was, like, filming myself, it would look like a turtle running. But in but the it moment, felt good. people yeah. forget, like, how it is to run that fast for a brief time. Uh, but then, even with all the Pelotron workouts and all that, I was, like, gassed. You can't really replicate good old-fashioned sprinting. No, no, you can't. Which is like, basketball is, you do some, periodically, you kind of crank it up. That's why it's good exercise. Yeah. But you're you're only doing it like short bursts. And yeah, anytime I play basketball, I'm dead afterwards. But even after that, just little 40-yard sprint (laughs) took like, you know, probably 4.21 seconds, I would guess. But I was pretty tired afterwards. Dexter says... 1v1, I'd love to hear TJ and Rutherford go toe-to-toe debating. Kentucky would be pure gold. I'd love to talk UK basketball with Rutherford. I, I would, again, like, if you don't think Calipari has it, that's an opinion, and I can't really push back on that a ton. But this team maybe has four, four first-round draft picks. Nobody else would rank that team 25th if the, na- if the name on it was Maryland. If Maryland put together a freakish recruiting class that maybe had four first-round draft picks, people would have them probably 15th. And I'm okay with UK being around the 15th range, especially with the big situation right now. But I think Bradshaw is going to be back, and I think he's going to be really, really, really good. 
What UK lost in either football or basketball were you guys dreading the most to do KRC the next day? This is easy. Easy, yeah. St. Peter's. Yeah. Thursday, St. Patrick's Day, had to do the Friday show. That was the absolute worst. Well, and then what made it even worse is that I'm pretty good, especially during the NCAA tournament, of like burying myself in the basketball, you know, where like you can – I can just like push it down by watching more games and like betting on more games or whatever it might be. So like I did all that. And the fact that like we still had text to get to that Monday just made it, made it much worse. Like it was like, let's not only do we have to do this the day after the show, but we have to keep going back to it and revisiting for like the entire next week. That sucked. Yeah. I deleted all my social media apps. Cause I just didn't like want to, I Tempt didn't trust myself not, like, not to get on, um, and like I just didn't want to see anything about it. Yeah, my buddy and I, we were just like, yeah, 15 versus 2. Let's just go up to Roosters, grab a beer, maybe leave at halftime. And then like that ride home was just like, well, what? What the hell just happened? Yeah, easily that was – UK's lost to UofL once since we've been doing the show together, and that was in basketball during UK's terrible non-win season. Um, that wasn't so – you know, that Monday show wasn't so terrible or whenever we came back and did that show. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Yesterday, Scoots was talking about changing roles with Gil so they can see what they need to work on in a relationship. You guys think they do any other role-playing? Brad, come on, buddy. Wouldn't surprise me if Scoots dresses up like Hermione and tries to find Gil's sorcerer's stones. Who knows? Maybe Scoots lets him slither in. Unacceptable, Brad. That's pretty neat. Photoshop Scoots' face on Hermione. Are you going to put Brad on, on probation? No, I'll give him one more chance. But that was that may have crossed a line. Give me one more chance. <laughs> Thoughts on the paranormal around this scary time of the year? Ah, always get to the good ones when we're running out of time. What are our thoughts on the paranormal, fellas? Go surreal. Very real. I believe. I think I... Man, about like six years ago, I was, I was big into like just ghosts, listening to different spooky podcasts. The more I listened to it, the more I thought it was kind of bogus. But I do think there's unexplained things that our brains can't comprehend. doesn't necessarily mean ghosts or spirits or things like that. But I think there's things to this world that we can't understand. doesn't necessarily mean like a little spooky girl ghost like standing in the corner or something like that. But yet we can receive a radio signal and they can determine that it came from 8 billion years ago ridiculous you're real worked up about that it just doesn't make sense the whole point about young teams struggling lately is nonsense like you guys pointed out duke went to the final four with paulo and a couple other freshmen and and bakat wasn't he younger on that team i don't think he was a freshman though bama was the number one overall seed they point to arkansas last year but they were without their top recruits for most of the season not nearly a large enough sample to come to any conclusions most of it just comes from other coaches who can't get top recruits saying you need to get old and stay old. Yeah, yep. no, beautiful text. Totally agree yeah, with all of that. Great job, RC. Love that text. Yeah. Uh, RC stands for roll call. And, like, again, you get another group <laughs> of that may have four first – and I think this team won't have four first-round draft picks, but they could – People, if they were freshmen, people would be going nuts if those freshmen were all on Duke. People would be going nuts if those freshmen were on Kansas. But Kentucky hasn't lived up to expectations, and I think they're getting punished for that, and that's okay. That's all right. 
Another mass shooting in another state, the norm in American history. So many sick people just need therapy. That's very sad, and my thoughts are with the folks of Maine. That's it's horrible. A texter says, do you all know why Kentucky never popped up in the Cooper flag recruitment? Did Cal see something he didn't like? Seems like a player worth at least trying. Yeah, on the one hand, I agree. Like, do what you, that dude's just not – he's going to be a star in college basketball. There's no chance he'll be a bust. He's really, really, really good. But the the scuttlebutt is he's been Duke signed, sealed, deliver for like four years. Yeah, why waste your time? That sort of deal. And like yeah. UConn just made a play because they won a national championship. They're in New England with them. Why not just see if you can kick the tires? Um, let's see if we can get one more in. Plain wings Ooh. in the oven. My lord, man, get some self seasoning in your life. <laughs> Gotta go. I want a picture of Corey Price's wings. Everybody have a great Thursday. We'll be back for a Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll preview the cats and the balls. Have a great day. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse. Roll Call. You and me, baby, we're stuck like blue. Oh, oh, stuck like blue. You and me, baby, we're stuck like blue.